What is going on, guys and gals? Referee Jake Clemens here, and it has taken me over two months to record this 15-second intro. But you're listening to Wrestling Cheers, where everyone knows your name. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. You want to go where you can see that troubles are all the same. You want to go where everybody knows your name. You want to go where you can see that troubles are all the same. You want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you are a Viking. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going on Northeast Ohio, independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is the return of the AIW fan episodes. I am your host, I am Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe. You're ever listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose, desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at WhatAManeuver.net. Like I said, this is a return of the AIW fan episodes. I got a whole month planned of these, but before we go any further, I want to take a couple couple seconds to um, express our our sympathy uh, for the loss and our, our remorse right now for the loss of uh, Danny Havoc. Um, personally, I wasn't like a huge, huge fan of his, but he was a like a really, really cool dude. And uh, the thing that I'll always remember from him is the final AIW match that he ended up having with Tim Donst at WrestleRager 2. Um, at that point, he was going to retire, and like I thought that was the last I was going to ever see of him. But this, uh, this is not what I wanted to see. And for those who don't know, he lost his wife back in May. On I mean, not back in May, but back in April on top of it. So it's just, it's just an all-around sad thing. So uh, the family of... Danny Havoc is in our thoughts and prayers, and he will be greatly missed among the AIW family. Without any further ado, let's get into the actual show and who we have on this week. First, uh, we have someone returning. We have Ray. Hey, everybody. How are you guys? And yeah, it's very sad to hear the news about Danny Havoc. Um, You mentioned that you weren't a big fan. I became a fan of his via the YouTube clips that would be up, the highlight videos that were made. Um, and actually was at his AIW debut and his last AIW match. Um, and it, it, this is hard. This one's a real hard one because he's only a couple years older than I am and probably a couple years older than yourself. So when you see a guy like that and also coming off the tragedy of his wife, it's this is this one hurt a lot and hopefully the deathmatch gods welcome him at the gates and definitely welcome him with open arms in my opinion and he was a great guy and summers can, can i tell a story real quick oh sure go ahead 
Um, this this was a day. This was the day I loved Danny Havoc as a person. Um, he had come in for uh, Jaylet uh, 2014, if I'm mis- if I'm correct, uh, to face Tim Donst in the tournament matches uh, at Jaylet that year. And I actually just watched it on AIW doc or uh, the AIW's YouTube channel. But they did it an after party at the Tavern in Bidilov in Brook Park, Ohio. And we were hanging out doing all this. Next day, we see each other, and he goes out of his way to be like, I know that dude. And from then on, I became a loyalist to Danny Havoc because he he's such a he was such a nice guy. And the independent scene is definitely going to be missing something in at least the deathmatch world with with Danny Havoc out of this uh, off this planet. It's I'm it's it bothers me still. It's been 24 hours. I've seen the news. I, no, <laughs> this is this one hurt a little bit too much, in my opinion. So it's a hope the Viking funeral will start, luckily. So back to you, Justin Summers <laughs> on WKYC. <laughs> um, yeah, even like like me not being a huge fan, like this still hit me because uh, whether just gone too soon, I know mm-hmm. he was a, I know he was a good dude um, that uh, I want to describe it as kind of like a carefree expression. Like he seemed to be just an easygoing yeah. dude. But obviously, he was always willing to bleed for professional oh, wrestling, yes. and like, there's just so much that I remember. Um, so I got, I got, I had never had anything bad to say, and like, like I mentioned earlier, I really vividly remember that final AIW match with with Tim Donst, and how yeah. f- how fitting it was. And uh, I think when everything happened, like he, Tim Donst was actually one of the first people I thought about, like. I know that they were close or they were somewhat friends. I'm like, Oh shit. I wonder how he's taking this. Like, I, I hope he's doing good. Yeah. I'm at, I was actually going to mess because I'm friends with Tim on Facebook and not like friend for obviously on just Facebook, but like, I want to find out how he's doing because that was for AIW opponents for Tim Donst. Danny Havoc was one of the perfect opponents for him on that run that he had, um, in the, in the mid 2000 or 20 or 2010s for sure. It was those two meshed so well. And then also him versus Ultramantis Black the year after. I mean, that match was fantastic as well. It was very to the point. And it's, yeah, man, I, I don't even know what to say, to be honest. Like, to, I'm at a loss for words because I didn't think you look at a guy like Danny Havoc who did death matches and you think that motherfucker can't die. Like, he can't. He's done so many psychotic things to his body. He's going to be at least 60 in a wheelchair. But now, you know, 30 years short. That's the sad part. Yeah. Uh, also, on this episode, we have he's technically returning, but he's never really been on a full-blown episode. We have none other than Donald. Have I ever actually been a part of an episode? Boo, I, Donnie, boo. Yeah, yes, you have. You both were. You were on at the exact same time. It was the Enter the Dragon review. You guys were on to begin with really short, and that, oh. that like, turned into its own different episode like yeah it got bad yeah yeah i don't think any of us were really in the right frame of mind Mm-mm. i was i recorded a whole fucking show <laughs> well some of us just... can't be angels all right <laughs> but um to what you guys were talking about with havoc and Donst, the thing i loved about those matches was that it showed that havoc was more than just a death match guy like especially in his first match with Donst. Like, I think the first half, if not more, of the match was them just wrestling in the ring. No weapons, no nothing, which was 
honestly a shock to me. And I was a fan of Danny Havoc, and I was not aware he could do that. I agree with you. I mean, that, and I just watched that match today, and watching him do Lucha was crazy. To be honest, like him doing doing the float over pins and stuff. I mean, Justin, sorry to interrupt, but it, it, I had to say that because I did watch that match today with him against uh, Tim Donst. And yeah, it kind of surprised me that he came out wrestling in the beginning instead of just being the deathmatch guy. And honestly, it was a good way to prove himself. Any other thoughts on uh, Danny Havoc, Donald? Because we kind of went a little, little long talking about him. I don't know if you had any other thoughts or anything. Um, my only thoughts were like, he was just an awesome guy to talk to before shows, after shows. He was always there to just talk and have a quick laugh with. And I'm really going to miss Danny. All right. Let's, let's get into the AIW fan discussion uh, topics and questions or whatever you, you want to talk about it of um, things about AIW. We we've haven't done one of these in about a month, but uh, there's a weird link between you two. And this was not intentional. One thing I, I will openly say right now for this month, I've tried like everybody who's going to be on, uh, there's some sort of link between them. And I think you guys, I went with more of you guys are older fans. You guys were around before me. I think Donald, it wasn't too long before me, but it was still people who have been around at least longer, well, as long as I have. So you, you're going to have deeper memories. Um, but, uh, we'll, we'll get into the, to the other link uh let's start with uh which which one should start the story between you two because uh how you got into aiw um i i think honestly donnie should go first just based on his more recent mine goes back a lot farther so i and I, i and it's a little weird how i became an aiw fan um, but I'll let Donnie go first just because my story is a little bit more convoluted than his. Okay. Donald, uh, what was your intro to AIW? Actually, my intro to AIW was beyond wrestling. Uh, they did a double header with AIW. Um, any longtime AIW fan will know Mitch. Mitch was one of my really good friends and he introduced me to indie wrestling and he introduced me to Davey Richards. He brought me to Beyond because they they had uh, a show where the main event was Gargano versus Richards. And that was the first show of the day. The second show was They Live, where it was Richards versus Whitmer. And it was also the first time in AIW we'd seen AR Fox versus Uha Nation and and that match is just something I will never forget seeing live. That was why the, the first of two is supposed to be three because the second one was my first show. So I, I kind of got the same probably impression you did of, you know, one of your first shows. Or for me, that was my first AIW and my second independent show. And I saw those two dudes and it's like, oh, shit. I mean, fuck now. ooh is now Apollo Crews and WWE United States champion. I remember uh, the first impression everybody had of Uha was for the first minute that he walked out and got in the ring, everybody was chanting Ahmed Johnson at him, which in retrospect is really messed up. But then it's within, so true. Within, like, within five minutes of the match, he had done some flip and just everybody fell silent. We were all like, 
proceed. We were wrong. I think it was funny because uh, I don't remember which show it was. Um, somebody, it might have been a wrestler, referred to him as Black Lesnar. And I always said that was Bobby Lashley, but that, that that's that's kind of ooha too. Just that the 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 physical look of just how you know jacked he was and is still to this. I mean, fuck, <laughs> nothing. Not like he gained a lot of weight. Not like he was Ahmed Johnson who gained a lot of weight. But yeah, uh, yeah, still such a jacked dude. All right, um, Ray, what was your introduction? to AIW. My introduction is a lot more different than most AIW fans. Um, I actually have it up here on cage, uh, cage match. The date of my first technically AIW show was September 3rd, 2007. Um, it was at the funky frog in Menor, Ohio, uh, which is now some other venue. It's been many other venues. Um, and my father who was working in the mentor area as a pest control guy saw that there was wrestling going to be happening at this place and said, why don't you take my girlfriend and from high school at the time, uh, why don't you go up and see? And the list of people that are on this card are insane for anybody listening to this because for Cleveland wrestling, independent wrestling, at least these are all names you can just immediately go on. Uh, Mike Kreese, he was he was an okay rest independent wrestler. Um, he defeated Kano of all people um, on that show. That was the first match. Then we had Malcolm Farrakhan defeats Aaron Bauer. That was a formal wear match. Um, for those of you that have never seen Jim Cornette and Paul Heyman, that's a great match. Uh, Malcolm Farrakhan um, is also uh, JC, who used to run Firestorm Pro Wrestling, um, and I ended up helping him. And like yeah, Patrick Hayes, Matt Justice, Revelation thirteen with Christian Faith and John Thorne versus Alpha Beta Duke with Nick Belushi, who doesn't even—I don't even know he if he wrestles anymore. Uh, and the Duke, one of our favorite human beings, uh, SJK Sterling James Keenig, aka Corey Graves, Vincent Nothing, Raymond Rowe versus Claudio Castiglioli. Uh, Morty Rackham and Rufio Rapier, the cutthroat crew, for those of you who used to watch CAPW back in the day, versus Path of Resistance, which was Facade and um, Lamont Action Williams. Uh, then we had J-Rock, Jesse Burke, Starless, who was the intense division champion at the time, taking on Big League John McChez. That's my first AIW show, Summers. Think about there's There's multiple WWE contracted guys on here, and it's 2007. It's insane. It's insane. That's a crazy thing, and I don't even remember much of it. That's the sad part. I remember the Claudio castiglioli Ray Rowe match. That was for the AIW title at the time. Um, but the how I got deep into AIW uh, was at a SmackDown taping where it was where CM Punk came out dressed like Jeff Hardy, whatever SmackDown that was. I I ran into Dave uh, Dave Dawson, Dave Potato. And we were talking, and at the time, they were going for Absolution 5. Um, and we, I talked to a bunch of my friends, Mitch being one of them. Donnie brought him up. And um, I said, yeah, we should go to this show and see what it's, see what it's about. They had Tyler Black was on the show. Um, Alpha Beta Duke was on this show. This was the real early days. Ricochet was on that show. I didn't even realize Ricochet was on the show. Um, I was also, by the way, drunk off my ass. I had just turned 21 five days or four days prior to this show. 
Um, and it was the Chikara Faded Scars and Lines Absolution 5 show. Um, and uh, it was, or am I thinking Absolution 6? I'm thinking Absolution 6, no? Or am I thinking Absolution 9? Because this doesn't look like the show that I had. Oh, it is the show that I had. Because Johnny Gargano took on um, Daniel Bryan that day as well. Um, And it was definitely an eye-opening experience, my first AIW show. Um, Because I, at the time, I was just watching WWE. I was watching stuff online that was like CZW and, you know, BJW. I was really into deathmatch stuff. And then AIW fully came in and... I didn't miss many shows for, I think it was a good five, six year run. I didn't miss a show at all, including Donnie's first show, They Live. I was at that show with him. Um, If you're looking for the connection, I don't know if you are right now, um, but it's kind of funny. Like we, we were able to take Donnie to They Live and the Beyond show and it was a great time and like I said, man, I've never not had a bad time at an ad because they're so much fun. It's independent wrestling has always been a big part of my life. And to have AIW from 07 to now is I speaks volumes for what they're doing. I love it. I love it, Justin. Fantastic. What made you want to go to AIW though? Uh, the roster. Um, I saw, like I said, when uh, Potato handed me the thing we and we saw that Chuck Taylor was going to be there uh, and Tyler Black was going to be there. Then all of a sudden I started following more and more the tie situation in the WWE. Um, they booked Daniel Bryan. And how can you not go to a show where or like a week prior this guy was on WWE television and or however long it was. And now he's on the independent circuit. I definitely want to go see him. And it was all, I kind of freaked Daniel Bryan out a little bit. I, sh- I was drunk off my ass and I just shook his hand and I wouldn't stop because I'm just like, holy fuck, it's Daniel Bryan. Like I got starstruck. Oh, I love it. It's, it's, that's what got me into it was basically I looked at this and I went, oh, this is independent wrestling that we can go to every, every month, hopefully. And it's been that way ever since. All right. Let's, you uh, were drunk. <laughs> Shocking. I know. How much alcohol you think's uh, been drank by the both of you at an AIW show? Um, I definitely just had. I have a. I have the number on him just based on years going to AIW shows because before we started taking him, we'd go still to wherever they were. Um, and yeah, I mean that was also like I said, that was five days after I turned twenty-one, and that was when they had ten-dollar all you can drink. No wonder they don't do that anymore. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's uh, let's move on to the next question, and this is the first time I get to do this. Donald, what stuck out at that first show to you? Um, AIW was my first independent experience. So before that, all I knew was WWE, giant thick barricades. You, nobody came close to you. And at one of the uh, at they live, one of the guys went for a dive and almost landed in my lap. And at that point, I was like, "Oh, this is the best thing I've ever been to. I'm never, I'm never changing. I'm gonna keep coming to these as long as I can." And just the aspect of the wrestlers being amongst the people, where it wasn't there, these untouchable, can't talk to them, anything like that, like you would get with people in wwe 
the wrestlers in in AIW were approachable. I could go buy a shirt from one of them, and it wasn't just some random employee I'm buying it from. I'm buying it from the guy who's on the shirt, and that's what always stood out to me. How about you, Ray? I um, it, it, Donnie points on what I was going to say. It's the atmosphere. Um, I'd been going to indie shows in Cleveland, uh, or at least on the east side of Cleveland in Painesville since '02. Um, for a company that doesn't exist anymore called New Era Pro Wrestling. A lot of wrestlers that are listening to this are probably smacking their heads going, fuck that guy. I don't know, but I've heard things. Um, but at the same time, like I, I love independent wrestling. I've always been a fan of it. I do love what Donnie said, the interaction. You can walk up. I walked up to Jerry Lynn one time while in line, and, and it, he didn't take a photo with me, but again, he was trying to get money. I understand that. But, like, I could walk up to those guys and see those guys. And AIW brought all of that back, especially I had a weird 2009, especially at least the end of it. Um, so it kind of grounded me for, you know, everything that had been going on in my life. And AIW always with the booking, the way they're, the way their angles are booked a lot of the time, really it hooks me because I'm like, okay, this is exactly what i want from a professional wrestling organization this is what i want i want the kind of angles that you know for all, john john thorne is one of the best bookers in this country right now to, in my opinion because he can he books the proper things for his guys and he understands what cleveland the cleveland scene wants but at the same time it looks amazing for dvd and live stream and that's one of the nice things about aiw is the presentation too back in the day when they first started at or absolution five and six basic intros they had a video wall nothing like they have now this has gotten 10 times better and it's the reason i stick with aiw is because i want to watch them grow. i want to see the progress from being at you know the the west park party center to not, to having 500, 600 people in, in uh, Brook Park. I mean, that's how can you not love that as a fan I, and make you want to come back for more, for more? Because it must be doing something right if you think about it. So that's why I love AIW. It's always been a great experience, and they keep that indie level that you always want to see. I think one thing as, as an AIW fan, and you guys can attest to this because of how long you've been around, we've been spoiled, like, of – uh, way what, more than we should, but yes, I agree with you. Whether it be like having Johnny Gargano in, in, in our backyard, it wasn't like, Oh great. Johnny Gargano's coming this month. No, there was just this long stretch of you expected Johnny Gargano at every single show. And also having a guy like, or guys like Matt cross and Josh prohibition. But then you have people coming in from all across the country, whether they be, uh, names coming up or whatever it may be, or people just coming in for one-offs. My first absolution had the Briscoes and that's the only time I've ever had the chance to meet them. And I did. And they were, they were fucking awesome. And there were, we've had so many great opportunities like that. And I don't, I don't think I truly appreciate as much, at least as much as I should. I think if I were in some other territory, uh, or at least, you know, part of the country like i don't think we would get this treatment we wouldn't get all these fantastic wrestlers who either on their way up coming from wwe we've had wrestlers leave wwe and like we're one of the first places they hit like granted ec3 when he came back the first time as uh came back as michael hutter but being from being Derek bateman but then you also have like 
we were the first stop for Hornswoggle. And, uh, you know, Brian Myers was with us a lot in his last run. And one of this shit said and done, he'll probably be here a lot again. And I'm really looking forward to that. But uh, we are so spoiled. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing, like AIW, like when I used to go to shows out in Painesville, it would be, you know, you'd get Chris Hamrick, who would be like a big get or a Julio De Niro. No offense to those guys, but like the star power that AIW brings in. I mean, how many they just had Scott Hall and Kevin Nash in a year there. How like they they know what people want to see. And without a doubt, man, like that is it takes my breath away every time I think about AIW because it's just like I've watched this company come from some place that's in a western suburb and they're bringing in, you know, like two cold Scorpio and the insane clown posse in one night. And you're like, how the fuck did you make this happen? Where, Where did you get this, man? Like it's it's the hidden gem. I always say AIW is the best kept secret in this town because if everybody knew how awesome it was, a lot more people would come to this show. And it's, and I kind of want to keep it a best kept secret, but at the same time, you gotta let people know without a doubt, man. That That's something that I've been trying to do, especially with, I think where we're at now where I know some people don't like hearing it. We're in a we're in a wrestling boom, but it's not the same kind of boom we're used to. I think the fact that it's readily available and people are looking to at different avenues. The reason why uh, there's people that I know that don't really follow much independent wrestling, but have tried to mention things to about AI, uh, AEW to me, and I'm thinking, oh, okay. Um, you see that guy MJF? You you see that guy Joey Janela? You see that guy Marco Stunt? They've all been in Cleveland, like. They've been here. You see Britt Baker? Yeah, she was in Cleveland a lot. You could you could see those guys here. You should check it out. Yeah, no, and that's the, the thing about, like, when you mentioned AEW, a buddy of mine, actually a mutual friend of me and Donnie, his, uh, his name's John, uh, we watched the first AEW uh, show together from Washington, D.C., and I'm just pointing out guys going, yeah, I saw him in Cleveland wrestle this guy, or I watched him in Cleveland wrestle, you know, uh, and now he's on TNT. It's wild. It's insane because we have been, as you said, we've had been a first stop for a lot of stars. And it's it shows because if you can remember them coming through your town, goddamn, it's, it, they deserve to be where they're at. And AIW has definitely been a good breeding ground for that kind of thing. And I hope that one day they can maybe do a working relationship with AEW and bring some stars back or bring new stars that, you know, they can't really make on TV, but for some reason they're great on the indies. I think that would be a kind of a good thing to have a feeder system for AEW and even for the other organization. But at this time, it's still cool to go and look back at all the guys that have been in this town and girls. Who have been in this yes. town and it's insane it's insane yeah if you look whether it be aew wwe and nxt which i'm great it's in, in wwe but there's been so many so many names like i'll still never forget i, I might have mentioned on one of these episodes but my first girls night out i remember seeing crazy mary dobson versus heidi love or no miss heidi she wasn't heidi loveless yet and you know they later became ruby riot and um sarah logan which sarah logan 
I guess now she isn't a part of WWE. It looked like she was going back, but that's that's a different story. But still, like watching them get to that point was so so awesome. So it's just like yeah, like I like I've like I said I've tried to tell so many people like it's it's here. We're in a really good spot. Like if we were in, I don't know. Uh, granted, I know pe- some people give me shit for this, but I don't know. If, maybe back in 2011, if I was in Columbus or Cincinnati, yeah, like there that isn't is it isn't the same kind of. Um, territory as what we have now in northeast ohio with cleveland and at aiw so like i don't know why you wouldn't want to check it out and now like all the information is readily available social media is a much bigger thing than it it was at least when i first started and even then like that's how i found out about aiw and it's something that i i've i haven't regretted and there's only like a handful of like shows i've missed and I've I've tried to go to the mall a lot of times. It's just like certain shit happened and I I couldn't go. And I don't know. It's just it's awesome. And I'm I'm basically preaching to the choir right now. Well, I'll, I'll give one quick story to give about AIW um, compared to another organization. Um, I had a girlfriend in Colorado for a little while. A lot of people know that I moved to Denver for a short time and then had to come back, but. I had a girlfriend for about a year and a half who would come and visit me in Cleveland. Um, I took her to last year's J-Lit, and I also, I think that year as well, took her to a company, another company, and I asked her which was which was better, which compared to which, and you know, and not to get heat on myself, I'm not gonna get any, I'm not gonna mention the organization or where it's at. Um, but my girlfriend looked at me. At the Odeon during the Chandler Biggins tournament was like, I like it. I like this better. That's a girl who like only watched like WWE. Her her brother was a big fan and had never been to a wrestling show until she met me. I took her out to Lucha and Laughs in Denver once. Um, that that was a fun show. It was good. I liked it. But for some reason, AIW, I always that's my standard for independent wrestling because it's what we the spoiled comment we've been spoiled like you go to other organizations and you're just like this isn't fucking aiw like this yeah. the aiw would do that better aiw would so like thorn would not let that happen why would you even think about doing that i've done that at, co- at company silently in my head because <laughs> i love AIW that much like i it's my litmus test for what good independent wrestling is in this country because that's all I've ever really on a regular basis besides WWE seen. And to have my girlfriend at the time look at me dead in the face and go, yeah, I like this a lot better. Not only made me, she was, she felt like she was going to make me mad. It, it welled me up with such pride that I brought her to this and I could show her what I love. And AIW is definitely that thing that I always, that's my litmus test for anybody. If you like AIW, you think it's cool. We're fucking friends immediately. We're, I, I, we don't even have to exchange like names. I'll hug you and you're a part of the brotherhood immediately. In my opinion, I don't know if this will give me heat with anybody, but I got like one somewhat of a friend out in Denver. I think Lucha Libres and laughs might be like the best company they have out there, but uh, my this particular said friend, he raves about like uh, one of their companies. I think one of them is like 
at another N.E.W. company because there's a bunch of those. I think it's uh, like, yeah, like, yeah, new yeah, era. Um, there's like a new era or something like that yeah. in Colorado. And then there's also um, Rocky Mountain Pro that yeah. Vince Russo books for. <sighs> well, we, we won't get into all that shit, but I know like actually like they've that friend has raved about both of those companies and I've like looked at their rosters and I'm like, who, 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 <laughs> like, who are these people? But I think it's like being spoiled. Like, Oh, like, all right, we have, we have students here. Like a lot of people would look at be like, who's Ryder Reed and who's TKD and all this kind of stuff. But it's like, all right, we still, but we, but some of the people we have coming in and look how much Josh Bishop has done lately and look at, um, Dominic Greeny being in MLW. So there's like, there's a lot there. And I think we're, we get so like you mentioned ICP earlier to me, one of my favorite guests of all time. And when's the last time you've gone to a wrestling show that wasn't JCW and not only got to see ICP, but meet ICP. Not many, my friend, actually never to be honest out of the years I've been going independent shows and yeah, man, the Lucha and Laughs, I'll tell you this, and no offense to everybody that books, actually a lot of them are comics, don't hate me for saying this, don't put heat, but the bar show that I went to was bad. Like, it was not, it didn't keep my attention at all. Um, I was more interested in the girl I was with than the show, or the, even the beer that I was having at the beer garden. I mean, yeah, I that's the one thing about AIW that I can always say is, like, even when I go grab a beer, I know I'm coming back to fucking great action every time. And I can't sing the praises of John Thorne and RIP Chandler Biggins uh, more for my development as a person, just being cool and knowing, you know, being booking what, you know, I want to see or booking what they think I want to see. And all of a sudden I'm like, I didn't know I wanted that in my life, but for some reason it looks fucking amazing and I want it. And I, I, you can't not look at that organization if you're in Cleveland and go, yeah, that's that's where I I draw the line for wrestlers. If you come in here and you can impress me, we're in, bro. Like you're good. You're gonna be a saint. If even if you're a heel or babyface, if you're in AIW and we love you, we let you know. And that's the one thing I like about us is we're a very in, we are a very pun intended, intensely honest crowd. I've been at times and you've been at shows where they've had new guys who have just gotten nothing. Guess what? They're not there the next month, are they? And John Thorne and Chandler definitely built the brand off of Cleveland being their base. And it's shown because their matches are way better than most of the stuff I see online. And I, I'd rather pay my $20 and see it in person. You know, you kind of you kind of bring it up. Uh, and both of you ha were probably there. Do you remember the debuts of? And these were at different shows, but these two men are connected: Ethan Page and Josh Alexander. Yes, I do. How about you, Donald? Yes, I. Yes, I was at Josh's. I was at Ethan's second official. I missed his girls' night out where he was okay. on the pre-show. And I missed the jail it that year, but he was in that six way at absolution. I think for him though, that even though it wasn't a, like it was the quote pre-show, uh, that actually mattered because both of those two, when they came out, it was like, all right, like we don't know what to expect from you. We don't know who you are. Like Josh Alexander is one of those dudes that I'll never forget 
him walking out because he got kind of no reaction. Like, are we supposed to boo you? Are we supposed to like you? What are we supposed to do? And when he hit his, uh, like spinning tombstone ever was like, I think that was a moment we were like, all right, cool. Um, yeah, we like this guy. Uh, uh, please bring him back. Please bring him back. And, uh, it was somewhat similar with Ethan page. Um, I think what really clicked with him though, was at his first booking, like not being a pre-show when he came out with Sleazy, like that just, that just put him in a good place with us. Like it was a, it was a duo that, that totally fit. And you know, now they're impact wrestling tag team champions. And I'll never, it's for- insane. I'll never forget. Like when we were just like, we don't know who you two are. And like, they proved to us and it's, yeah, it's, we've had people where maybe we like them for weird reasons, like Dick pants and uh, a couple other people. But uh, yeah, the, we've had so many like fun, fun memories like that. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 Ethan page, especially um, I, I had a love hate relationship with Ethan Page because every time he saw me, he would roast the fuck out of me at shows. And <laughs> he would. Like, there was one time I'm wearing a muscles. I'm wearing, I think it was an, and I brought this up myself looking back on it. Uh, I was wearing a, uh, a, an MMA related muscle shirt. And I had buggy whipped arms to begin with. But like, he looks at me, he's like, no, no muscles, bro. Why, why are you wearing the sleeveless? And immediately my like wrestling fan went, fuck this guy. But my logical brain went, he just, he's trying to be a heel. I fucking love this dude. And when he became absolute champion out of fucking thin air, it was to watch the crowd was, was just havoc. Everybody was like, you were either cheering or loving the fact or hating the fact that Ethan page is now cashed in the Jaylet trophy and becomes absolute champion out of fucking nowhere it was it was cool because those guys and josh alexander i think i saw jay lit i missed i think i missed his debut as well um he impressed me at, when, when i saw him at jay lit just body wise and i saw him come out and i'm kind of like okay he's got a generic face but let's see what he does boom i couldn't be happier with josh alexander and i'm glad they have success in this business really do i can't pre I, you can't not look at ethan page and even Sleazia, who wasn't allowed in the country for, what, five years? We loved her. I'm, I want her to be back in AIW so bad and just have them be there. You know, it would be fun to see those two again coming out to even Kanye. If they came out to Kanye, they'd pop me in a heartbeat. I would, I would immediately be like, yes, I love you all. I don't care if you're going to attack somebody. You would be my people. All right, let's move on to the next one. Donald, what was your first impression of AIW? Uh, it was just that this was something, as soon as I left that first show, I remember Mitch asking, what did I think? And I'm like, I can't wait till the next show. I never want to stop coming to AIW. Like, AIW, to me, the first, it's, it's, the, it's what I look forward to every month. And when I have to miss shows because of work or family stuff, I'm, I get upset and it's just like, damn, I really wanted to go to this show. And then it was, then when I hear people talk about, Oh, this happened and this happened, it just makes me go, why did I miss that one? And I'm kicking myself for missing it. Yeah. The, the fear of missing out at AIW is, is nuts. Like a lot of the shows that I've missed or I've showed up late at, uh, I've, I've absolutely hated that feeling, but, uh, 
the feeling of coming to these shows and being being a part of the crowd is 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 nuts, and I absolutely love it. Um, Ray, what was your first impression of AIW? Um, Abso Five. I will since we're gonna. I'm gonna go from that timeline. Um, Abso Five impressed the shit out of me just because of the amount of action that they had uh, and the uh, the star power that they had. Um, I don't remember talking much after the main event because, again, I was hammered. I think I had like 15 PBRs that day. Uh, somewhere around, I had a, in, at least over 10. Um, but uh, I immediately thought to myself, like, yeah, I'm going to come back to this every month. I'm going to, you know, go to these shows. They're only $20. I think at the time I was on unemployment. So I was like, "Eh, I got nothing to do once a month. Let's just sock away 20 bucks and, you know, maybe 40 for beer and food and go to an AIW show. Cause I, I had nothing going on, but at the same time, I'm like, Oh my God, local independent pro wrestling in Cleveland that I can drive to. I'm so in it. It, Anytime I can go to any local show and I've, I've done stuff for pardon me, other organizations and stuff like that with like uh, ring announcing stuff, AIW to me, this, that's a fan experience. It's not being in the, you know, trying to be a part of the wrestling industry or anything like that. AIW is the one thing that like, I will beg to be a part of if it need be. And I want to be there. It's uh, you and yeah, the FOMO is definitely strong with AIW. Anytime I see Caden posting videos and pictures, I'm just like, you son of a bitch. I want to be in that seat. But like you look at it and you're like, yes, it's still alive. It's still running and it's making money. And especially with the guys that they're bringing in down the line, um, these, the shows after we get out of this, if if they're not to capacity, Cleveland doesn't care. And to me, that's a sad thing because there AIW John Thorne just always he is the wrestling magician. He pulls just wrestlers out of his ass for us to see and go, give me money. Yes, Mr. Thorne, please take it because that's what it is. Uh, always been that way. Take it's like fr- it's that fry meme. Take my money. Please, I want to go to an AIW show anytime I can. It it's the if it it's like are you familiar with Fast Times Richmond High Summers? I don't think I've ever watched it. Sadly, Uh well, if anything, watch it for me, and we'll talk off air. But at the same time, there's a character named Damone who talks about making a place the place to be. It's the place to be when they're running a show. I don't I wouldn't go to any concert the day AIW comes on because it's like why waste my money on one thing when I know I'm going to be at AIW without a doubt. I actually tried to plan my calendar around what's going on with AIW like I, I because I don't want to miss a show or I want to be able to be like uh, I don't want to have something get planned on that day so I can be like oh no no let's let's do it this weekend because I have something next weekend or that following weekend you know, depending on like how far in advance, like I'm trying to plan something. So like, that's something always huge for me. Cause I definitely don't want to be like, Oh shit, I have this other thing. Like I got a wedding on this day and you know, that's Jaylit weekend or something. Like I want, I want to be, I want to be at the show. So I, I try to find whatever th- reason or whatever 
excuse to make sure I'm there. And I mean, I've I'm trying to remember that. Like, I think I haven't missed a show in a couple. Oh wait, but no, not counting WrestleMania show because obviously I wasn't down there, and I did miss a Winchester show because at the time the job that I had, I was having to wake up at like five in the morning. To, and like I was driving to Cleveland, I had to be there by seven. So I was like waking up by five, leaving by six. And I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to like go to work the next morning. Like I, I can't go. It was that first Winchester show, the Russell rave rave. Yeah. So I, I was actually down. I was actually down the street at a comedy show while Russell rave was going on. So I, I've, I've had to miss some stuff like that, but most of the time I'm there and yeah, it's 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 always such a blast. All right, let's uh, move on to the next one. Debating on which one I should ask first. We'll, we'll switch it up a little bit. Ray, yes, who sir. who was the first friend you made at AIW? Adam Laporta, actually. Um, he didn't. Uh, we uh, tentatively, uh, we we were. Um, it was Abso Five, and I think I had I was like six deep. Uh, from the Chikara show prior, AIW was starting. I think the first uh, first couple matches had gone through, and Justin Summers was wearing a Tournament of Death eight shirt because he had gone. No, no, he didn't. No, I wasn't. Of Death it, was, it was it was Laporta. You just said my name. Oh no, I said Laporta, or did I say Summers? Donald. Justin. What did he say? He said Summers. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I will definitely acquiesce to that sir because yes. i i definitely was not there at that no. show i wasn't even at the sh- the tournament of death or whatever you mentioned and i didn't have that shirt so why no. are you jumping <laughs> down my throat anyway keep going um but I, I i awkwardly was drunk as i usually am at aiw shows um and i saw laporta with the uh eight t-shirt on i'm like I fucking love CZW and that fucking shirt's awesome. And I weirded out Laporta, which is hard to do. I've learned that. And I love, I love Adam to death, but uh, that was the first person I ever really talked to at an AIW show. And we ended up being shit where I love Adam to this day. Like he's one of my favorite people. I love, you know, hitting him up or, if we're at a bar somewhere in the West side where I'm doing a comedy show and he's just there, it's a welcome surprise. So that's de- my first friend I am made. I would definitely say was uh, Adam Laporta. The first friend I made in AIW was actually the same as Ray was uh, Laporta. And it was through Ray. It was Ray would be in conversation with him. I'd kind of pop in every so often, but I think the first true friend I made where I would actually hang out with them outside of shows was Caden, especially when I learned that he was, he lived five minutes away from where I live. So it was always really easy to like when AIW would take a month off, just be like, Oh, Hey, Caden, let's hang out for a bit. It's weird. People saying like, that's one of the first friends they made just because um, a, how young he was and how like later in the game that he came to you. Um, I remember he he was one of the first friends I think I made outside of AIW that had another show, but we kind of like bonded over our our love for AIW. So it all it all kind of made sense. All right, let's move on to the next question. We'll, we will stick with you, Donald. 
What do you love about AIW? I love that AIW is a giant family atmosphere. Um, it is truly like like you say every every week on the podcast. It is where everybody knows your name. It's I mean it's I I look forward to seeing these people every month. That's I see some of them more than I see my own family, and I like that fact. It's just. It's great to see familiar faces, and it's it it the adage that uh, you can pick your friends, you can't pick your family. I think AIW proves it wrong because I am able to choose who I feel is in my family, and it's everybody that I'm with at AIW shows. Ray, what is it that you love about AIW? I agree with Donnie. Um, there, there's never been a moment at an AIW show that I've never felt out of place. Um, and being the career that I have, it comes with a lot of social anxieties. It comes with a lot of, um, are people going to like me and are people going to, you know, accept what I have to say and all that. I never have to worry about, and I've performed in front of a lot of AIW fans with Hornswoggle. I'm going to go on record as saying that. I, I it, to me, I never, and even when I felt was there, it felt like I was at a family reunion more than it did um, a comedy show. And for a guy to be saying that after six years in the business to go, I felt like I was actually just being, you know, given time on my family reunion to do five minutes. I nobody can really. I don't think a lot of people can say that about AIW or even wrestling in general. They're, they don't have a relationship with the people in their community the way AIW and the way the people that work for AIW do. Without a doubt, Joe and uh, Katie, who run the door, I know them like they're, they're cousins of mine. I, I love every single one of them. Um, Pedro doing the door now after being in the, the voice of of AIW and giving it over to a comedian and Steve guy who I love Steve guy. And I will never, never, never not ever ring his praises from the rooftops. I think honestly, he's the best ring announcer in our business today as a fan. I think that he is, he's better than Justin Roberts. He's better than the WWE people. To me, Steve guy is a future, pardon me, future, ring announcer in WWE or in AEW. If he's not, he needs to be on a company that has TV because his introductions are fantastic. And I love Steve guy, like a brother. And like I said, John Thorne and even and Chandler RIP to Chandler. They treated all of us like family every single time you didn't feel uncomfortable in an AIW show. I felt comfortable, uncomfortable at certain wrestling, but I never felt, I never feel out of place at, at any show that they put on any of them, because I feel like I can talk to every single person on the roster. I can talk to every single person that's in charge of running the show and they don't big time you. They don't try and act like they're fucking King shit. John Thorne and everybody there are professional human beings. And I, that's the reason I love AIW is that family atmosphere that Donnie brought up. I could, I'm just adding on to it, obviously, but it's the reason I keep coming back is I feel very comfortable walking into those halls every time and seeing that ring 
it makes me happy because I'm like, I'm about to watch some fun shit, my man. This is going to be a great night, man. And it's, I don't get that with a lot of things. And AIW and wrestling is still one of those things where I'm like, this is going to be freaking sweet, man. Like, I can't wait. And I'm so happy after, you know, as long as I have been coming to shows uh, 10 years now, I can't not help but love this organization because of that atmosphere. All right, Donald, what is your favorite yearly show? Uh, favorite yearly show that I'm sober for is Hell on Earth. Favorite show in general is a toss-up between Russell Rager and Jaylet. Why for each? Um, Jaylet, just because of the idea of it being a whole weekend, it, uh, being, there being the Chandler Tag Team Tournament, things like that, um... Uh, just spending more time with my AIW family and Russell Rager just because it's the day I can just be an all-day scumbag without any shame and just be surrounded by an entire group of people just like me. How about you, Ray? What's your favorite mm. yearly AIW uh, show? My favorite... Uh... My favorite yearly, I, it's a ta- it's one A one B. One uh, B is Donnie's choice of Jaylet. Three shows in two days. How can you not love that given to you right there? Um, but my favorite show because technically it was my first show to really get me full time, and it's always their biggest. Uh, Absolution, um, Absolution to me, it's kind of. It's where John and the rest of AIW just basically go, remember all of that stuff that we did throughout the year? Well, uh, fuck all of that. We're going to throw the cannon at you tonight, and you're going to not only be shocked and love everything we do, but it's going to set up the... They have this... John has this awesome way of booking where he takes absolution as sort of the alpha and omega of his company and bases the rest of the year off of absolution in a perfect way, but ends up closing a lot of stuff. uh, And through asking a lot of times, because I don't really, I follow the storylines, but I usually ask people who come often to kind of fill me in, but I can piece it together and everything. He has a perfect way of completing his storylines at absolution that he wants to finish And I don't, I wouldn't say, I honestly think he should be on a higher plane than AIW at this point. But I mean, the guy knows definitely how to turn his storylines into absolution and really just kind of park the car and do a couple donuts. It's awesome. And I love absolution because I love big shows. And that is the WrestleMania of AIW without a doubt. So it's 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 a good time because it's that big show. You're excited to see what they what they're going to give us. And without a doubt, I look forward to Jaylit for the tournament and I and Absolution just because I want to see what they're going to bring and how big they're going to go each year. Donald, what is your favorite or what has been some of your favorite shows? Individual shows, not necessarily like all the hell on earth, but like, is there particular single events that uh, really stand out to you? Um, I think 
I believe it's Absolution 9. Is that the one that they attempted to do in iPay-Per-View at Turner's? Is that the one I'm thinking of, or is that 8? That might be 8, or was that 7? It wasn't 7. 7 was Nixon. It was... I don't think it was 9, because I couldn't make 9, and I don't think I could have got it online. So I think it might have been 8, and 10 was... um, 10 was Masonic Temple. Masonic Temple. Yes. Um, just a second. Um, now I've got to Google this. Uh, but um, yeah, the the absolution I'm thinking of though, I what I loved about it was just uh, that was the one that had Josh Alexander versus Elgin, and it was eight. It was absolution eight because absolution nine was the uh, Michael Elgin versus uh, Donst for the absolute title in the main event. Eight was the Ethan Page cash-in. Yes, and eight was the day that it was hotter than, almost hotter than the Masonic Temple, but yes, I remember. To be honest, most of the absolutions have been hot as shit. True. Well, no. Um, The last one in Mount Carmel, I actually was cold for like the first half of it. That Mount Carmel, that's the one thing I'll give them, is that in the winter, they always had the heat on, and in the summer, they always had that AC cranking, and I will never complain about that. Except for the one absolution, um, I forget what number, the one that Gage came out at the end, the one after Biggins passed, it was hotter than shit in there and i don't remember why maybe it's because so many people were packed in there like it was i remember there was a lot of people there and i remember sweating my tits off i think i think it was the amount of people because i remember that i remember that from the uh lawler kingston match because they had the old uh the black the slick canvas and you could just see the sweat pooling on it and they were slipping in the puddles of sweat and it was yeah that that was a hot show that was a Figuratively and literally. All right. What about you, Ray? What has uh, has been some of your favorite shows? Um, the Nightmare Before Xmas shows have o- always been some of my favorite, like under uh, under the radar shows. Um, I remember one year I could, I'm trying to look it up and I can't find it. Um, it was Masada versus uh oh god, uh, Madman Pondo. And they had like a Christmas Christmas death match. Um, and there was like ornaments and like light tubes. I think one had fish hooks on it, like a bunch of light tubes had fish hooks on it. It was fucked. Um, like, right, that was Hell on Earth. Was that Hell on Earth? Yeah. I thought that was Nightmare Before Xmas. I was about to say, that, no, was, was... that was my first show. That was uh, Hell on Earth 7. Because that was a Puritist still, yeah? Yes. Okay, yeah, because... Yes. Even I remember that day because it, the reason it sticks out in my 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 uh, memory is, and you guys were talking about hot ass shows. There was condensation, what like around the windows of the the church gym that we were in, and I remember John Thorne looking at somebody and going, "I think we need a bigger boat," and it ended up being. Um, it, it ended up being they moved down to uh, Detroit Avenue in uh, Cleveland after that at Mount Carmel. 
Um, a lot of the one-offs that I love, I love also is, uh, like, uh, gosh, uh, the girls night outs. I loved the girls night outs. Those are always, um, my fun, uh, my favorite ones also. Cause it's, it's a different kind of show. If you look at it, cause it's how many real or how many organizations out there are doing all girl shows. And I wish they would do those again. Cause I do think that there's, a uh, a need for females in wrestling right now, especially with how thin certain upper organizations are. Um, it would be cool to just showcase them and that way they can have a, a tape to uh, go make them say, ah, uh, was a great one with the young bucks. Um, just because that was the first time the young bucks, I think had been in AIW. Um, and uh, that was, that was just a great one. And then uh, again, those are really the ones that I can think of offhand because a lot of them are the lot of, a lot of the ones I like are monthly, the regular monthly named shows, um, but shows where big stars would come in and they would kind of do it off of movies were also ones that I really liked because they popped me on a few. So I was always happy with those. So yeah, I would say. Honestly, it's usually the ones that are off of movies that would always kind of make me go, I need to go and see that. Donald, what has been some of your favorite matches at AIW? Again, uh, like I said, from my favorite absolution, I love Elgin versus Alexander, um, Havoc versus Donks, the insane Nixon versus Team AIW from Hell on Earth, and... One that I barely remember it, but it's it was ACH versus, I believe, UHA Nation. And at the time, it was AIW kept having, it would be a one-on-one match. Then they'd have two people go back behind the curtain, and then it would immediately become like a triple th- threat. And I think it was ACH and UHA Nation, and then Cobalt came out out of nowhere and that match if it's the one i'm thinking of i just thought was hilarious the entire time i was watching it i want to say that was at the last nightmare before christmas because i remember that no i think it was a gauntlet because i remember it was at turner i feel like it was oh i'm at cobalt no no no. i'm thinking that's my bad i'm thinking uh samurai del soul that was hell on earth yeah no, I thought that I thought that one. That's the one that was Nightmare Before Christmas. I have to double check. Which but, one? Uh, the one that Samurai Del Sol came out in. No, that's that's at Hell on Earth because actually that was the first AIW DVD I bought. Okay, and was that that was the one in the church gym in Lakewood, right? No, Hell on Earth. This is the Hell on Earth with um Pondo. Yeah, uh, or seven. Oh, okay. I because I remember seeing Samurai Del. When you mentioned Samurai Del Sol, I remember him making his debut. So that's why I thought it was that show. I f- I forgot about Cobalt doing it. The last person I remember doing it was uh, it was one of the of these following three because it was a one on one match. I just can't remember what it was. Fontaine Facade and Colin Delaney. I want to say that the match might have been Colin versus Facade and Fontaine was the one that got added to it or something. That at, at that type of thing where they go in the back, they come out and there's a third person. I'd love to see that come back. I I keep forgetting about that. That was always so fun. Any other matches, Donald? Um uh Saber versus Linden 
is always one any any of Sabres matches in AIW and uh Roe versus Keith Lee was a was a, another big one of my favorites. How about you, Ray? I actually have three. Um the one's a really personal one and it, it made me very happy um financially. Uh, and that's Johnny Gargano winning the gauntlet for the gold. Can't remember which one, um, but he was the 30th uh, participant in the gauntlet that year. And I think he had just come back after not being there for like a couple months. And all of us, and I, I had done the gauntlet and, or the gauntlet uh, raffle that they do. And I got gauntlet 30 for the cache. thinking, what? Gauntlet for the cache. The cache. Uh, and it's the, it, it was fun because all of a sudden when I heard Johnny's music and I looked at what number I was and I went, get the fuck, really? I'm going to win this. And Johnny Gargano is going to win me money. This is awesome. I love it. This is how can I not love the fact that Johnny Gargano is going to win me? I think it's like 150 each year that they, they do. Um, another one involving Johnny was absolution five because I had seen Johnny, um, at PWO resolution two against Josh prohibition at Nautica. That was my first introduction. I'd never seen Johnny Gargano outside of maybe television and a passing glance, but I had never seen him live and him and Josh prohibition tore the house down and absolution five kind of affirmed his star power in my opinion when they put him up against brian danielson um and they had a banger of a banger i couldn't that was uh, that whole atmosphere was fun it was great and johnny and and uh and brian danielson completely tore down the house it was great to watch and johnny wasn't even aiw champion at the time mind you this was when he was still kind of on the rise but he kept with the american dragon at the time um and it was wow i loved it and then uh the third one i had it i can't remember exactly what it was gosh darn it it was it was oh just sticking uh with uh something the the match or the per- the subject of somebody, um, Danny Havoc's AIW debut definitely was one of my favorites from a guy who I had seen on CZW DVD, who I had seen on other Smart Mark Wrestling promotions, finally coming to my organization that I love and I'm a fan of, was one of those moments where I'm like, yes, I get to see ultraviolence at its best, and I can't wait to see what him and Tim Dons do. And those, I would definitely say those are like my top three when it comes to like wrestling matches that AIW has had where I'm like, yes, those stick out in my head the most. The gauntlet you're talking about is gauntlet for the gold seven. That's, that's the, I, if that's the one that's, that's, I remember like crying when I realized I was going to win. Cause I was poor. I had no money. I had dick. Uh, I think I got, I think I gave a uh, traded for a ride and like a ticket at that show. And I was a dick to him and I admit it, but uh, you you win 150 bucks out of nowhere. You're like, ah, my life's a little good right now. You know, I remember it because gauntlet for the gold eight, the next year is when I won gauntlet for the cache. 
uh, also won the J lip bracket that year. But that one in particular is similar to you. I was unemployed at the time. I had bought my ticket, I think before I was unemployed. So I was going and I just like, screw it. Like, you know, I'll spend, spend the money on it, on a, on a raffle or the, you know, the gauntlet for the cash. I was the first person to buy a ticket and I randomly picked number one. And that was the year that Colin Delaney had a opening uh, match where it was like, whoever won the match was going to go on to go up against the champion. I think it was Eric Ryan that night. And then whoever lost, whether it be submission or pinfall, whatever it was, whoever got pinned, cause it was a multi-person match that that person was going to be number one in the gauntlet. So I was like, Oh great. Like whoever, whoever wins this match is, you know, I, I got their number. Turns out it was Colin. Colin's the one who won and unemployed won the gauntlet for the cage. And I was, I remember being really happy the next day that I won. And then I was like, Oh shit, my birthday's this weekend. I have to renew my tax. So most of that money went to go renew my tax. Most of mine went to like gas money for like a week. That was, that was what I spent a lot of that. I gave, I think I gave money back. Like, so I had 130, but yeah, the rest of that money was gas money to go places. I mean, and that's so awesome and makes me happy. And again, kindred spirits, my friend. And that's the nice part is like AIW has always been a source of positivity in our lives, no matter what. And that's the one thing that I love about the, you know, meeting all of you guys is we all share that and we share the luck or we don't. It's a weird thing, but I'm always glad to go to AIW shows, especially when it's a good time. All right, Donald, what has been some of your favorite moments at AIW? Uh, Nick Gage returning at the end of Absolution was insane. Motherfuck yeah. Um, Ethan Page cashing in right after Colin Delaney won the title. Um, John Thorne coming out to wrestle Lufisto. Uh, I remember listening to the podcast and where they were reviewing the show and Steve Guy was talking about someone... Uh, standing where we stand saying, oh, watch, it's going to be Thorne. And I'm pretty sure that he probably heard me when Wadsworth said with the passion, I think I looked at Russell, I'm like, it, it's Thorne. Thorne's wrestling Lefisto. So that that memory is always going to be a big one in my head. I, I think I somewhat remember that with you, and I was like, ah, bullshit. Because Thorne hadn't done that in a, a long while. I think the last match at that point, might have been the absolution match against RSP. So I was like, yeah, it's like, I was like, ah, he's, he's not going to throw himself in a fucking match. Sure. Fucking shit. It was. How about you, Ray? What's uh, been some of your favorite moments at AIW? Uh, well, you guys have actually mentioned, um, one of them, uh, my first live barbed wire match, uh, ever, which was Ricky Shane page versus John Thorne at absolution. Um, when Donnie sent me the photo, we, we actually had to, me and Mitch had to go pick up, uh, from a Greyhound station and, uh, Donnie sends me this picture and I had a bad phone at the time. Like I wasn't up on like iPhones or anything like that. And I noticed the pattern and I go, is that fucking barbed wire? Is that barbed wire? That's what they're starting off with. Like I told Mitch, like, I don't care if you don't speed, you need to speed right now. Um, going to keeping with RSP, him versus Vincent, nothing at, at absolution. 
um, where they set up the tower of light tubes and ladders. Uh, 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 Laporta, we're going to go to Laporta again, call back here, but he jumped over the guardrail during that spot. He was so happy that they did that, that he, he marked out so hard. He jumped over the guardrail with happiness and Joe Norris had to like bring him over to the side and like calm him down. Um, uh, Masada taking on, um, uh, uh, oh gosh, Masada take with, uh, I forget who it was taking on Hobo Joe, uh, uh, Eric Cribley, the former comedian, love Eric Cribley. Um, and Masada stuck the head pins or the, 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 uh, uh, punji sticks in his head and threw the, um, chair right at his head, horse collared Eric, completely horse collared him. And Eric, to his credit, kept going and was a man about it. Um, I'm trying to think. There's so many matches that come to mind with AIW. Uh, Nixon. Nixon de- Nixon's debut when they tried to burn the thing. That's one of my favorite moments in AIW history. Uh, oh, gosh. What's another match that really sticks out to me? Because I was on a roll there for a second. Um, oh, man, uh, the, the, the times the Briscoes came into AIW when they came in for uh, Absolution. That was amazing because I had watched these guys on DVD for damn near a decade. And finally, you hear, give me back that, give me back my bullets live in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, it made me, it made me cry because I'm just like, holy crap, this is amazing. Um, and also, this, I'll end on this one just because it's a sentimental pick. Um, Ultra Mantis Black becoming uh, AIW. Uh, champion uh, when he became absolute champion uh i had sort of followed his career a little bit before uh before he became ultramantis black on like the periphery but when that character came around there was nothing more i wanted to see there was it, for some reason the mask got me i still have an ultramantis black shirt that doesn't fit me um but i keep it because it's a it's that i look at it and i'm just like yes that is a great amazing gimmick that was my home promotions uh, champion. And when he became champion, I honestly was just like, it's it's deserved. Without a doubt, the time and punishment that guy had put his body through, through death matches in the South, that guy, Ultramantis Black, I want him, I want to see more of him back uh, in wrestling and just make one last run. Just please do it because AIW would definitely get a lot of the old Chikara fans if they booked Ultramantis Black. I don't know what the relationship is right now, um, but if he was to come back to wrestling, AIW, I would hope, would be one of the first places he comes. I think Ultramantis Black still wrestles, but I don't think he leaves his area. I think he sticks sticks to uh, eastern Pennsylvania. Uh, I understand that. There might even be, I think there is a particular company that he might stick to that he helps run or he does run. I, the name slipping on me, Joe Sposto. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm forgetting it, but uh, I know he's involved with uh, one of those. Uh, maybe it's like, let's, let's hang out. I think it is. Uh, anyway, let's uh, move on to the next one. Donald, who has been your favorite or some of your favorite special guests at AIW? Um, ICP was awesome. I'll admit, I'm not like the biggest fan of what they released in the past couple years. But like I was saying that night, like freshman, sophomore Donnie was 
the happiest he could possibly be that night. Uh, Booker T was cool. Uh, Scott Hall. I uh, I was I was wearing a Bullet Club shirt, and this is when his son was actually in it, and he made some comment about it, and I just froze, and I was like, "Oh shit, what do I say?" Scott Hall just was talking to me for a minute. Um, it, it was awesome when they would bring Steen and Hero in. I hope they bring back Hero. But yeah, those are really my favorite guests and big names they brought in. How about you, Ray? Um, my top five would definitely be number five would be the Godfather. Um, because he actually did smoke out of a piece. Um, I have, and I renamed it, um, from Midian because it has like one blue eye in the middle of the whole thing to the Godfather because he did smoke out of it. Um, super crazy was a great one because I'm a big Lucha Libre fan. Uh, and it, it, to see him, a guy who I had watched on ECW pay-per-view for years. And I actually got to get a picture with him while he was watching a match. He's like, yeah, 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 come here. I'm like, Oh, thank God. Because I just was like, yes, I get to shake hands with a legend. Um, Damien six, six, six. And, um, uh, his son, uh, was another one. I actually just found my LWO t-shirt. I bought from that gauntlet. Um, Shane Douglas. We're going to go with that. We're going to keep with that gauntlet because I've been a Shane Douglas mark for uh, since Russell Palooza 1998. That was the first ECW pay-per-view I had ever seen. And to see him and Francine walk out on the AIW ramp was like I was back in 1998. I was so I'm like getting emotional right now thinking about it because I'm just like, yes, the franchise was in, you know, he's been in AIW before and there was, uh, I'll tell you a story off air. But, um, yeah, it, it, that one was a big one. Uh, gosh, too cold Scorpio, uh, seeing him, uh, ICP again. Yeah. That was a awesome, awesome moment. Uh, oh man. So many, uh, Billy Gunn, Billy, seeing Billy Gunn in AIW blew my mind, blew my mind away completely. I'm like, and he did ask man the day I was there. Uh, which was day two of J-Lit, um, just blew my fucking head. I'm like, dude, I get to see him like wrestling in AEW. How cool is that? I would say there's just so many people that I've seen come through AIW who have been special guests or regular guests that like it's 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 too many to name. So like those are definitely some of the ones that I look back on and go, Holy crap, I got to see this person in AIW for the price of like, you know, a melt sandwich, you know? Yeah, that's one thing that I love is all these people that like I've, I've said before that come in and uh, how how cheap it is to, to go to a show and, and have these experiences. All right, the last thing, and I, for, I forget if I, I put this in the notes for you guys because I sometimes forget, is uh, do you guys have any A... Um, AIW shows uh, that you would suggest for people to watch on IWTV. Start with Donald. Um, Absolution 11, Hell on Earth 7, and Hell on Earth 8. Um, I put Hell on Earth 7 because that was the second of the AR Fox UHA Nation matches. And that was also the Madman Pondo Masada show. And Hell on Earth 8, because that was the Nixon Team AIW where Eric bled all over the arena. 
And that show went so late that I was not, uh, Ray drove me home and I was not able to see the last match. So I think I bought, as soon as the DVD came out, I bought it and then subsequently lost it in a move. So now I've been watching it on IWTV again. I don't feel like you miss much. Like, granted, I, I remember the main event of that show, but that bloodbath one is like that. That's the thing you remember of that show. Because what the, the main event ended up being ACH versus AR Fox. In like a 30 minute Iron Man match, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, which. And <sighs> nobody was allowed to sit for it because everybody had to put their chairs away before the. Uh, the tag war. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to, but I grab my, I grab another chair and I sat right back down because I have really bad ankles and I can't stand for that long. So I was like, oh no, I'm sitting down now. I mean, granted, there was blood everywhere <laughs> and it looked really weird, but yeah, it's, I did it. Fuck it. How about you, Ray? Um, I would, to be honest, anybody uh, interested in going back to A- or looking at AIW as an organization on IWTV, start from the beginning. Start from the beginning and then go, I would say, because I'm looking at it right now, it's AIW started in 2005. I would say jump from their first show to 2010, because from there you could definitely see a major evolution in booking. You can definitely see where they started from with their first show. Um, but at the same time, 2010 was sort of when the wheels became uh, almost unstoppable for AIW of success because it started with, you know, Absolution was amazing. And then after that, Star after Star, they actually went to a different venue after Absolution 5. They moved to Lakewood in a bigger venue where uh, I believe Dalton Castle came out um, to... <laughs> Uh, Lady Gaga, but the tease he made everybody think that he was coming out to the final countdown, and it was Brian Danielson. Uh, it was right after Brian Danielson got booked. They did this thing where they played, and all of a sudden it was Dalton Castle, this guy we had no idea who he was, didn't really care. But all of a sudden it just it clicked. Something in 2010 with AIW became what you see today, the basis. And I think if you go to 05 and then jump to 2010, and you all of a sudden, or even like a late 2009, go from there and shoot up and just watch as much as you can because there's shows that I've, I'll admit it, there's shows in 2010 to now weren't really good. They weren't really well booked. They weren't really, they didn't keep anybody's attention. It was sort of a blase kind of atmosphere for, for the most part. But the big shows where the crowd is full. That's AIW. A- AIW, they that in that most intense in America, when that crowd was over capacity or close to capacity, it was it was magic. You couldn't you couldn't help but feel that there was something special. And I think 2010, 20, early late 2009 is those places you need to really start and then build, but you need to see where AIW came from first, without a doubt. Go see their first show see how everything got put together and then witness. Oh, Oh God, they really, you know, Oh God, they really actually like bumped up in this time. And it's amazing to see now with even like the shows that were happening in 2019 
in early 2020. Awesome shows. Awesome. They were great. Or not early 2020. Never mind on that one. But 2019. Um, they were great shows. All of them they were fantastic. Loved them all. And the shows that I went to, and it was, I couldn't help but love fall back in love with AIW, especially after Wrestle Rager. Wrestle Rager last year was amazing. So that would be one I would say go see just for the Matthew Justice match because him fought him jumping off of what he did, you'll lose your freaking shit. It's great. All right, that'll wrap things up. Any final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go, Donald? No, I don't have anything worth plugging. Uh, actually, I just deleted my Twitter, so it's not e- or I deleted my Twitter app, so it's not even like I can use that anytime soon. So I'm good. <laughs> All right, how about you, Ray? Uh, yeah, you can catch me on at Ray Highclack, H Y C L A K. Uh, use my name in the description of the episode, and you'll find me immediately. Uh, I do have a show, this will be dropping the fourth, yes, correct. All right, next week, uh, the 11th at the Funny Stop Comedy Club. If you like what you've heard tonight on the podcast, I appreciate you guys liking what I do. Um, it, it, I will be in a co-feature contest at the Funny Stop Comedy Club. Uh, just look up Funny Stop Comedy Club in Google. It'll immediately send you. Uh, and I'd like to have some people who listen to the podcast come and hear me do stand-up um, because especially with the times that we've been in, uh, comedy is hard to come by and I'm glad that Pete and everybody has opened up, uh, the funny stop for us to do, you know, at least in front of some, some sort of crowd. Um, but yeah, June 11th and, uh, the headliner that night is a gentleman named, um, Rob Allen. He's been on BET, uh, and a few other comedy central, I believe as well. He's going to be the headliner. He headlines at the Cleveland improv a lot. Uh, and around the country at clubs and colleges. Uh, and yeah, like I said, just follow me at Ray Highclack. And I have a 15 minute stand up video uh, called I'm Kind of a Big Dill uh, that was done in Willoughby at Pickles and Pints uh, over there. So I'm very proud of that video and hope everybody can at least bump me up to 100 on that video. I want to see at least 10 more. I'm at 90 now. So 10 more views. It's all I'm asking. And of course, you can find myself at Heavy Set 330 much like you can find this show at wrestling cheers, facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, twitter.com slash wrestling cheers and instagram.com slash wrestling cheers email. If you so choose a desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said earlier in this show, please rate review and subscribe. Your ever listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Stitcher, tune in YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or podbean wrestling cheers. Podbean. Dot com. Check out our friends on the Training Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Let the Hate Flow Through You, Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, Kick Out at Two, Wrestling Nerds Radio Network featuring the IndieCast and This Makes No Sense, Center of the Universe, Sobros Network, The Co-Host Wrestling Show, Spotlight Series, IW TV guide and at odds with wrestling and check out our other non-podcast friends such as thrift store jobber, the savage dash mouse's wrestling adventures, sickening pictures, good company, stay tough, smoke and Jay's barbecue, wrestle void, Midwest territory, Southern underground pro and the official graphic design of wrestling cheers. Moy boy designs. 
that will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even if we can't remember certain shows because we're drunk. Later. Yeah. Sometimes you want